Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going over the Kansas City Chiefs 23-20 overtime victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. I want to start off with the Chiefs offense. You know, it really was the story of the day, the offensive line versus the pass rush and the front seven of the Los Angeles Chargers. As I told you last week, the Chargers have gotten better on defense, and it really showed today. You know, they already had Joey Bosa, and he's absolutely healthy. They already had Melvin Ingram. He got him some more guaranteed money in the training camp, and it's looked good. And then they added Linval Joseph and Kenneth Murray Jr. up the middle. And Murray's been all over the place making plays, deflecting passes, all kinds of tackles, etc. And then, of course, they added Chris Harris Jr. as well. I thought that was a quality addition to Desmond King, to to Casey Hayward Jr. I think that's really helped them a lot. Of course, Desmond King playing a lot better has been good too. So having increased play from the secondary, they got rid of Jason Barrett. He never could stay healthy for them. So they've invested in Chris Harris instead. I think that was a smart call for them. He kind of killed them from the Broncos for a long time. And it's always good to take something from your enemies too, even though injuries took something from the Broncos today in a big way. Having a stronger defense overall, having a strong defensive line and rush really made a difference against Kansas City because Kansas City had trouble running the ball besides Patrick Mahomes scrambles, which of course he was on fire with that today. Patrick course is something we'll get into here in a moment so credit the los angeles chargers defense i think they've garnered a little bit more respect in the league after doing what they did to patrick it's certainly not a perfect unit but at the same time they have plenty of strong players and with joey bosa playing at a strong level and with the other pass rushers they have and uh, adding tillery as well has worked for them he hasn't been perfect by any stretch but he's flashes and gives them some extra edge when They have so many other people, including Justin Jones. I mean, they have a lot of different people to rush the passer. So I'm excited about that for them, and hopefully that can lead to good things with the rest of the offense. But, of course, it all stems off of Joey Bosa. That's for certain. So I hinted to Patrick Mahomes a bit earlier. Let's go ahead and get into Patrick. Patrick is one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player. He just makes everything – looks so easy he he makes throws that other people can't make he really changes how much of the field a defense has to cover and when he has time when he's able to negotiate the pocket he is really good they got to him today a good bit and it led to the Kansas City Chiefs having to make a comeback at the which they did complete but still it wouldn't have come to that had the line been able to handle the defensive front better, had Patrick not been under duress a good deal today, it led to some errant throws. It wasn't all his fault. I mean, he wasn't really getting protected all that well. And while he was still able to only get sacked once, he was under pressure constantly and had to run, had to really adjust his throws a lot of the time. And even though he's great, I mean, he still had 20 incompletions today. And that's a big byproduct of being under pressure and having to move around the pocket and it affected his accuracy today. Now, of course he was still able to hit plenty of passes. He still was on the money when he was able to set and throw, you know, he still is the best quarterback in my opinion in the national football league. 
Now, what that'll mean for fantasy, I'm not sure. I still don't know if you drafted him in second round and you're not getting six points to TD, and it's not a two-quarterback league. I'm, not, I'm still not sure it's going to end up being worth it. Maybe in a two-quarterback league you can justify it, but still there's just such a drop-off from the first two rounds to everybody else. So having to invest that heavily into Patrick when – I mean, how much has he outscored Josh so far? So you have to look at those type of things, and that's why – it's kind of discouraged a bit across the professional fantasy community is that, Hey, you can get more value when they're bringing in other people, when you can have Justin Herbert on your bench and bring him in and possibly as your QB too. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are on the board. So you have to keep that in mind when you're, when you're drafting Patrick Mahomes that high, but if you want to plant your flag on him and make sure that you get him, you usually have to invest like that. I mean, I only got him in one of the best ball, drafts that I did and he slipped to the end of the third round and I was like you know what if I'm going to have him one time I better do it now because it's not going to happen again because everybody else every time it's in the nearly the beginning of the second round it's like when they start to falter in the running back options they would go quarterback at that point and I felt like that was a mistake you know even if you didn't like Chris Carson even if you didn't like some of the options that were around at that point MG3 Uh, Maybe not Le'Veon the way that's worked out. But still, I mean, even if you didn't like those options, they have proved to be better than you might have thought. And there are plenty of running back one options out there. It's not Patrick's fault that everybody drafted him in the second round. He's still going to crush. He's still going to be good to go. And although he has to play the Chargers again, not everybody has the same type of pass rush. And nobody has a Joey Bosa at this point. So we'll consider that kind of an aberration. He'll have better matchups and he'll have better days. But you have to have that. If he just scores the two touchdowns and doesn't have any of the rushing yards, then you're probably in trouble if you drafted him. Let's talk about what he did with his legs. When Patrick Mahomes' legs are healthy, and when he has to, he can scramble. He has underrated speed. And he can get around. It's just the only thing I don't like about that for him is it does put him in jeopardy of getting hurt. That's kind of his weak point at this time, or historically at least, is his legs. So don't want to let him get hurt and hitting the knees. Don't want to you know have him undercut like that. So you want to protect him, protect the franchise at this point. And they'll have to do that against the Ravens because that's who they have next on Monday Night Football is the Baltimore Ravens. And they've been getting after the passer. I still need to see what they did against Houston. And, of course, Deshaun Watson probably made them look silly a couple of times. But still, Patrick with his legs, getting us the 50 yards. We love to see that. We love to see Patty moving around quickly. That's just an underrated part of his game that I don't think people think about because his arm is just so mind-blowingly good and because he just makes throws that other people wouldn't even dare to make. We'll look for better days for Patty. It's hard to say that when he had 300 yards, two touchdowns, and 50 yards, but it still feels like there was more that he could have had. It's just the Chargers were on him. Speaking of all those yards, Patty always spreads it around, but he has two favorite targets. It's Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. Both of them had stellar days. Both of them had touchdowns. Both of them had 90 yards. Tyreek had 99, actually. And, of course, Tyreek's came on the long touchdown. Beautiful play. Of course, there was a beautiful design on Kelsey's play where they made the safety choose and they, he chose wrong. And it wasn't Kelsey, and he was wide in the back of the end zone. And, of course, Patty put it on him because he had a good pocket on that play. I can't imagine that this doesn't continue given health for both of these players. 
you know, you can't focus on either one of them, but you have to focus on both of them. That's a tough pill to have to swallow on the, and they make you choose. And when you choose, they make you pay. And of course they have added options. They have Clyde Edwards, Alaire. they have me they have Demarcus Robinson. Sammy Watkins was hit hard on his only catch for, at the beginning of the fourth quarter and left the game. He's tweeted out that he's healthy but we'll need to see what the doctors come back with. They haven't really said anything on that yet. Could lead to increased targets, increased catches for DeMarcus and Meikle. Hard to see either one of them holding value right now as a startable wide receiver too, or probably even flex unless it's a desperation situation on both ends. But still, those targets that Sammy might get, those, and mainly it's not even the targets because really he only had the one catch on three targets. It's more about the snaps spreading those out, getting Miko on the field. I really need that for all my best balls. He was one of my big targets in the offseason because I thought maybe he would get loose in the best ball league where you don't have to start him. It's just the optimal lineup. And when he catches a big pass, that means big things for your best ball team on that week. But until he starts getting the snaps, that's going to be a dream, not a reality. So we'll see how that works out. We'll need to monitor Sammy Watkins and what his health is for those deeper options, but it's always going to be Tyreek and Travis as long as they're healthy. And of course they used Clyde Edwards, Alaire plenty in the passing game as well. He caught a deeper pass that was called on a penalty. So the six for 32 for him should have been bigger. And uh, they didn't really use the other backs as much on the pass catching, which is good for him as well. Not to just automatically move on from Travis Kelsey or Tyreek. I think it's pretty obvious no matter who they're playing, you're starting them. Same with Patrick. Doesn't matter that it's the Ravens. Don't get cute. You're starting both all three of those people. And you're probably starting Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well. The way you, you drafted him, you have to think that you don't have better options at this point. So I don't think that you can really get out there and say, okay, he's not at least your flex. Because he got the usage. It was just Daryl Williams injured his ankle. They haven't come out and said that he's not going to play yet. That would be nice for Clyde Edwards-Alaire to get all of his touches. It wasn't Clyde Edwards-Alaire's fault. It was just that the offensive line couldn't really create a lot of holes, and then by the time they started to use him a little bit, they were already down, and it just wasn't a big rushing day for them. Most of the yards came from Patrick on his rushes. you know. So it's a disappointing performance, and if you have him as your first-round pick, you're disappointed. But at the same time, I don't see the role changing. Daryl Williams with the ankle going out, that's going to help. I see him returning the value that you thought he could, but it shows you that there is potential for up and down days with him, you know, with the whims of Andy Reid and the offense. And really, it's more the needs of the offense. And they needed to throw, they needed to come back in a lot of this. And of course, the other thing was the Chargers had a beautiful 10-minute drive to nearly run the clock out on the Chiefs and really take the air out of this game a bit. you got to keep this in mind with Clyde Edwards-Lair. You need to have some patience. He is a rookie, so it is going to be a little bit more up and down than some of them. But I do see him making a comeback, and if somebody wants to panic, by all means, come and panic my way. We might not exchange first-round value since you're panicking, but we, we can definitely talk about it.
So come panic at my doorstep. This is an explosive op- offense. There's going to be bigger days for this offense, and Clyde's definitely going to be a part of that. They need the running back. They like to use the running back, and it just didn't work out today because the Chargers have a superior front seven that people are going to have to deal with. And it's just a question of for the Chargers if their offense can keep up with the defense. It should be interesting to see how the Chiefs react to the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Monday night, big stage, not an issue for Patty, probably a little bit more pressure on Lamar to perform, but I think they'll both try to put on a big performance no matter what. They were, they're gamers, both of them, so it doesn't really matter who's out there. They're going to try to go out there and rip their hearts out, so I'm on board with that for both of them for, for their fantasy values, absolutely. We'll see how they react in a big game with the offense, with another good defensive front seven coming at them. And we'll hope for bigger things for the offense so everybody can feel good about their picks from them. So speaking about how the Chargers are going to win and what they should do going forward, let's talk about the Chargers offense versus the Kansas City defense. The Chargers once again expressed their want to run the ball. They put the ball on the ground 44 times today. And that was for a number of reasons. First of all, Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured by a doctor who was trying to administer a pain shot for his ribs and went in and punctured his lung with the shot. That's not good for your starting day. That's why we got the impromptu Herbert start, which was something I was railing for last week. The offensive line was a big part of them keeping this game close and nearly winning it. Feeney and Lamp on the inside have played a lot better. When you add that to Balaga, that's been something they've been able to lean on. Henry and Virgil Green can both run blocks, so that helps as well. We just need to see them with the right quarterback so we can see what this offense can actually do. You know, the Chiefs don't have an absolutely dominant defense, and it showed today, but they have the pieces, they have the scheme, and when – Patrick is putting pressure on you on the other side. It certainly can affect you no matter what side of the ball you're on if you're playing him. Tyron Matthew had some big plays. They're kind of using Frank Clark more in bursts. Um, They've had good rush from Nandi as well, or Nadi. I I didn't want to make sure I say his name right. It's N-N-A-D-I. I'm pretty sure that's Nadi. And then uh, I even heard Taco Charlton's name mentioned a couple of times. I was – the ghost of Taco Charlton from Dallas still plays, apparently. So I actually knew he was on the team. I just didn't know he was going to get any runs. When I heard his name, it kind of startled me. Um, and, of course, they got Juan Thornhill back. We'll hope he, you know he's still kind of rounding into form, so we'll see how all this works out for the Chiefs. You know, it wasn't their fault. They did a good job of getting Herbert flustered and kind of making him make errant throws. Well, I definitely was on board with what they did. You know, Herbert made some good throws that they just couldn't mess with that really if any quarterback made the throws that Herbert made at certain points, I don't know that there's any defense that could have stopped him. I don't put that on the de- on the Kansas City defense. They definitely need to play better, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they allowed the offense to come back and they did things that, w- that were good. You know, while it's not a unit I'm targeting a lot, Patrick causing pressure on the offensive side is going to cause your the other offense to press a bit, and that's good for the defense. You want them throwing the ball down the field. You want them taking sacks and throwing interceptions, and the Chiefs are absolutely capable of creating that. I definitely think there's going to be days in matchups where they're usable. 
I especially liked getting them in best ball leagues as the second defense because that way, you know, there's, like I said, there's going to be big days and there's going to be bad days. They gutted it out. They got the win. They stopped them and got the punt in overtime. So kudos to the Chiefs defense. And I think they'll play better on a given day. It was just the Chargers defense really did a good job against the Chiefs offense. The Chargers offense had some good shots at the, at the Chiefs defense and they took advantage at certain points. I was so excited to see Justin Herbert out there after Tyrod's week one performance. You know, Justin Herbert is so big. He's 6'6", and he looks every inch of it. He looks like Josh Allen out there, except for he's just not quite as thick. He's not as fast either, but he is capable of running the ball. It was awesome on the sideline when he was running the ball. The guy hits him about as hard as he can, and Justin Herbert gets up immediately, and the other guy is hurt because he's just that big, and it showed, and he showed a willingness to run. He ran in a beautiful touchdown to start off the game. I didn't see anything to say that he could, wasn't capable of getting more yards. Uh, they kind of respected his ability to run a little bit. I, I see that as a bigger plus than Tyrod. I'd love to see them in a foot race to see really who is faster. It must be Tyrod. Or they seem indignant on leaving him in as the starter. I get it that you can't really – take Herbert out or you don't really want to put Herbert in there and then take him out. And he's not looking especially sharp necessarily, but at the same time, he gives the offense life. He gives the offense the ability to move the ball and they should absolutely leave him in. There's no doubt about it. And people aren't going to get one minute to prepare for him like they did today. You know, he kind of got the surprise start. And that's going to lead to more prepared defenses, but still, his arm is real. His accuracy is there a lot of the time. He just needs to kind of work on on that. He just needs to keep his body straight and and throw, you know, all the way through the throw. And he'll have better days. He's definitely got something. And I'm I'm super happy for them because they needed to have a quarterback for the future because they're kind of struggling in their new city. And we they really needed that as far as having someone to to market around. I'm excited for the options as well because it kind of showed what they can do, the different options with a big, with a better armed quarterback, with a more accurate quarterback, and as I speculated, maybe a faster quarterback. I'm still not saying he's a quarterback one. You're hella excited if you got him in your two-quarterback league because that means you might be able to trade someone and get some really good value and plug in Herbert at some point. They still, like I said, they still sound like they're going to try and put Tyrod out there, but I can't imagine he looks better than Herbert. They want to win games. It's just that they're 2-0, and and Tyrod did win them the game technically, even though the Cincinnati kicker blew it to take it to overtime. It's going to hurt me to watch Tyrod again next week if that's what they do. I want Justin Herbert in there for the weapons. I want him in there for Keenan Allen, which we might as well bust into the wide receivers. Keenan Allen looked a lot better today. He was getting on-time throws. He was getting accurate throws in tight windows, and that's where Keenan thrives. He's really great in traffic. And while he does all the other things great because he's rounded himself into an all-around wide receiver one, it certainly helped to have the bigger arm guy out there that's willing to go down the field and capable of going down the field like Herbert did. I think Herbert would be capable of supporting Keenan Allen if he is able to get in there and get the starts and whatnot. He looked like he had a better rapport with him and targeted him more often. They kind of flipped the, flipped the script from Big Mike with Tyrod, like I said, to Keenan. That was the speculation was, would that be the case? And it was. Hunter Henry also seemed to have better chemistry. Six catches for 83 yards. He was targeted eight times. 
seemed like he was also around the ball a lot and seemed to have a lot better burst than last year when he came back. Obviously, getting further and further away from an ACL tear is going to give you better burst. That's pretty evident. And Hunter Henry showing it. Definitely looked like he could be a tight end one should Herbert be the quarterback. Like I said, without Tyrod, I don't see anybody being worth starting in the pass catchers. It's going to be a tease, and there's going to be a lot of fluctuation with that. Tyrod's probably better than I think as far as distributing that on a given day especially if the defense is able to keep get, getting the ball to the offense like they were. But still, I just I don't want them to be conservative. I don't want them to try and hide you know, who they really need to be. They need to have Herbert's arm. They need to hide him with the running game too. They need to run the ball strong like they did today, and that's going to help Herbert, and that helped him today. But still, I, I want to see them with him rather than Tyrod out there because it gives them a fighting chance to actually be a playoff team and actually do something. And I want that for them because they need that in the worst way to get off in their new city. So Keenan, yes, Mike probably know at this time, you know, it's going to, we're going to need to see more with Herbert and, and big Mike, but I, he looked firm in the end zone and they didn't get it. And you know what? We'll see what they do against the Panthers next week. I want to see that. You know, well, first of all, I want to see what quarterback they start, but then I want to see what they can do against the Panthers. The Panthers don't have a particularly strong defense, so it'd be interesting to evaluate them and see what the real upside is on this offense. So we talked about the pass catchers and who we're looking at there. Speaking of catching passes, let's talk about Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly. Both of them had plenty of pass catching today's between the two of them, 106 yards receiving. That's another thing that was different about Justin Herbert was his targeting of the running backs. And that's a big thing for them too, because they have explosive running backs, both Eckler and Josh Kelly have burst and they both used both of them near, not interchangeably. Austin Eckler was still the lead back, but despite the 23 carries from Joshua Kelly, I still think he's the better running back and they know it when Josh Kelly has enough to be a one B to Austin Eckler's one a, I like that a lot for them. That's a better real life thing than it is a fantasy thing. And it will likely lead to better durability for both of them season long. But in the interim, it does kind of sap a little of the value of both Certainly didn't draft Joshua Kelly, so you're getting a lot of value there. If Austin Eckler were to go down, he's going to take over the bulk of the carries and really be in the running back two to running back one conversation at that time. Same thing if Joshua Kelly would go down and Austin Eckler took over. But the thing is, you you drafted Austin Eckler likely in the second or third round. So that's where the difference in values come in. You're a little bit upset with Austin Eckler not having the true lead back role because Joshua Kelly kind of came out a little bit out of left field. They weren't really making a whole lot of waves with him, not even on hard knocks, which you'd think if they had something like that going on, that would have been a little bit more prominently featured. But there also wasn't a lot of football in the preseason or in the offseason, so it was hard to see something like that coming. And Joshua Kelly definitely should have been picked up. If he hasn't been yet, go ahead and go get him. He definitely has something. And it was more than the 84 yards that he got today. He outcarried Austin Eckler, but Austin Eckler outgained him. Austin Eckler had 55 yards passing on the four catches, two catches for 49 yards for Kelly. I don't know if it's sustainable for them to run the ball with both of them quite so much, but it's going to be hard if you had some people go down to not have Josh Kelly as a potential flex option, and then you're still starting Austin Eckler where you drafted him absolutely. 
maybe one of them goes down and they consolidate the value and become a running back one for their team. I think that's more likely with Josh Kelly because he does seem a little bigger and more sustainable. I just haven't believed in Austin Eckler carrying the load absolutely all by himself. I think that's a recipe to get him hurt. He's better, you know, getting exactly 20 touches and then giving the rest to Joshua Kelly. And I think that's kind of what they're thinking. I think that'll lead to keeping people healthier going on. But like I said, that's a better real life situation than it is fantasy situation. The Panthers don't have a particularly strong run game defense, I don't think. So, I mean, they're still young and there's still a lot to prove with them. But k Short was out last week. That's their only name left from their old era. They definitely drafted a bunch of people, so they're, they're up and down. And we'll see what the Chargers can do. We'll see who the Chargers come out with at quarterback and how that affects everything. Hopefully for the backs, they definitely looked healthier with him in there, especially getting the, the looks in the passing game. All right. Well, that's all I have for this game. Kudos to the Chiefs for pulling out the win. Obviously, I'm a little biased because Patrick Mahomes is a Red Raider, and so am I, and I I love watching him play. I look forward to his next game. appreciate y'all's time today. I hope you're able to take this information and use it appropriately and win your leagues, and I hope you have a great day.